Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hope you guys have been digging on everything that we've been putting out. I've been uh, I've been chatting a lot with people that have been commenting on our stuff in uh, on Facebook today. You've been busy today. Yeah, I had yeah. a whole a whole cool conversation with this dude from Alberta. And uh, he, I guess he heard the um, the Massage Therapy Association of Alberta that uh, one about regulation today. He had a couple things to say. He's a cool guy, man. We talked cool. motorcycles a little bit too. My kind of people. <laughs> yeah. But we have a cool guest sitting on our couch today. Uh, she also got in contact with us and says, hey, put me on your podcast. I got some stuff to say about stuff. <laughs> stuff to say about stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And we're sitting here with Melissa. And yeah, Melissa sent us an email after listening to a couple of our podcasts podcast because she felt she had some stuff to add. You know, a long time ago, someone said to us, you guys should have a call-in section. I'm like, oh boy, can you imagine what would happen? Then? The phones would blow up. <laughs> but uh, Melissa is a clinic owner and our business partner, like myself, is her husband. Mm-hmm. And they took over an established business in Toronto and I know you're an RMT. Is your husband an RMT as well? Yes. yes. Okay. So two RMTs, this is all sounding very familiar, mm-hmm. took over an established practice that uh, wasn't thriving the way it could be, especially considering the location in a, mm-hmm. a good neighborhood in Toronto. Yep. And uh, they've made some changes and turned it around. And that's majority of what we're going to talk about today, right? Yep. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about your background? Okay. Well, um, my name is Melissa. I've been an RMT for about seven years now. Um, and I started out just graduating from school, working a lot. Uh, I worked in many, many different, um, settings. I worked, um, for chiropractors. I worked, um, for a massage therapy chain. I worked in a hospital massaging staff, um, in a hospital clinic setting. Um, I also did, uh, mobile, uh, home visits as well. And I worked at this place that I work at, uh, that I own and run now with my husband. And the previous owners asked us to, um, take over the clinic and buy it. So we decided that, um, this would be a good adventure for us, see if we could do. And, um, it's had its many ups and downs. And after two years, it's, we fi- finally feel like we're sort of at a coming out with our head above water, but I learned a lot of stuff along the way, and that's sort of why I wanted to talk to you guys today. Right on. Awesome. How long have you been in RMT for? Uh, it'll be seven years at the end of this month. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? To Kikawa College. Oh, what'd you think of school? I liked it. I've always liked school. I've always been a nerd. Um, I thrived in school, and obviously by the end of two years, I was ready to get out, but mm. it prepared me well for my exams, and it was very good years of my life. I looked back on those years fondly. Yeah. Right on. What, mm-hmm. what were you doing before RMT life? I was an environmental consultant. I have a bachelor's degree of environmental studies and also a college degree in ecosystem management. So I worked in environmental consulting for almost five years mm-hmm. and um, I was traveling a lot and I was not really personally fulfilled in that in that career. Um and so I decided to make the switch. Uh, when I was very young, I always wanted, knew I wanted a job in healthcare, but my life just didn't lead me down that road mm-hmm. until after I worked in consulting. And so I knew I wanted to get back into healthcare, but I didn't know in what avenue. So I decided in massage therapy. Right on. I haven't looked back. Every time I hear anything about environment, anything, the only thing I think of, and I'm sorry, That's the okay. only thing I think of is Ghostbusters. You guys. Oh, yeah. The guy, that comes by <laughs> the guy from says, the EPA, the I Environmental know, Protection and Agency. Seen as a bad yeah. guy. I know. I love that movie. And then he gets dumped on by all the Yes, this man is dickless. Yes. <laughs> he has no dick. I feel like Ghostbusters has been coming up in our life a lot lately. I think I need to rewatch it. I forget everything about that movie because I was so very young when oh. I saw it. So he will uh, quote, Last night. He will quote Ghostbusters and I look at it's him not with me blank that, stares. No, 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 no. It's not me that quotes Ghostbusters. We were watching How I Met Your Mother last night. Oh, okay. And I think that's a movie that the characters enjoy because they always kind of spit lines off of that and so i know you don't really remember these lines no. so i'm like do you know where that's from you're like no I no, no i have like, no idea but i i have seen ghostbusters and the funny mm-hmm. thing is i've seen it multiple times yes but i was so young and i'm like wow like is my Good brain movie. just turning to mush i have like Good no movie. recollection of any of it yeah because yeah. that's what a, a mid-80s movie yeah and i mean i yeah. was born in the mid-80s yeah. so <laughs> they, even, they even had a cartoon with it it was like the yes. real ghostbusters I yes the that was pretty good yeah. i remember yeah. your husband's an rmt 
as well? Yes, he is. He's been in RMT for about 14 years, also went to Kikawa College. Did you guys meet in school? No, we didn't. Um, so when I worked in environmental consulting, I had moved from one apartment to the other and I had hurt myself. And there was a clinic near my apartment and I went to that clinic and Paul was my massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And um, he treated me a few times. My shoulder got better. And then actually we had been discussing massage therapy program while during our treatments. And um, he said, uh, you know, I think you'd be a great massage therapist. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I'll go to school for it. And I did. And he wasn't my massage therapist for many years. Mm -hmm. And then after your last appointment, he waited the one year period and then he courted you. Many more than one year. (laughs) And uh, and then, um, you know, we uh, got back in touch uh, several years later and then we started dating and then we got married. Well, if it makes you feel any better, our story is, I mean, not the same, but sort of Mm -hmm. where there could have been some blurred lines. Yeah, Um, I'm always hesitant to tell people that story because I'm afraid they're going to get the wrong impression. But I assure everyone it happened very properly. (laughs) I know. I feel I always have to tell people like he wasn't my teacher, but Mark and I met um, because he was a massage therapy instructor at the place that I was going to be starting the massage program oh, yeah. but we didn't meet that way we weren't mm-hmm. student teacher I actually worked for the college as well oh, okay. and um, we started dating about six months before I was to start the program so we went to you know the sort of the head of the mm-hmm. the school and said all right, we're going to be upfront and honest. We are dating now, but I'm st- I still want to take the program. What do we do? Yeah. And they were very gracious and they gave him the option to transfer to another campus so oh, wow. I could go to school and it all worked out. So yeah, he was not my teacher. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's great. So what's it like working with your husband? Um actually, um it's wonderful because he actually has his own practice mm-hmm. in another part of the city and it's just him. <laughs> it's wonderful because I don't have to see yeah. him. <laughs> and he um he practices in another area of the city and it's just him he's within a physiotherapy clinic he's had that practice for about five years now and um so when this opportunity came along for us he said this is this is going to be your baby mm-hmm. uh, because you've worked here already a couple of years um you know you know you want to see certain changes and and we'll talk about it. And he works there about one day a week. Mm-hmm. And every day we come back and we discuss things uh, about the business. And it's wor- really worked out well that way. Right on. Um, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it ha- really has. So the clinic that you now have ownership of, was that previously owned by RMTs? It was owned by an RMT and a non-RMT. Okay. Yeah. So give us the setup of that clinic before you ended up taking it over. Um. Can you be a little more clear about what you mean by setup? Yeah. Um, how big is the clinic? How many therapists? Is it just a massage therapy clinic? Is okay. there other things going on? That type of thing. Yeah. So it's just a massage therapy clinic. Um, I believe at one time or another, there was also a naturopathic doctor in there as well. But mainly, it's just been an RMT clinic. Uh, there's about three rooms, uh, about six massage therapists at most nice. um, that have worked there. It was not another location in the city, not far from where it is now, but it was kind of off of a main street. Now we're located on... on uh, a main street in the city, you know, direct billing, online booking. Yeah. So you walked into this like pretty operational. You didn't have to do much to it. Yeah, this was the clinic that I met my husband at. Mm. And so I liked that, the clinic so much that I decided to start working there. And then I worked there for a bit and I worked at another place and then I left there for many years and then I came back in 2015. And that's when, after working there for another year, that's when we were um, approached with the offer to buy the clinic. Why were they selling? Um, they were selling because um, they just they couldn't manage the clinic anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the capacity in which to do that, and so um, there were some personal issues uh, for them that I can't discuss, obviously. But um, that's why we decided to take it over. Gotcha. And they knew us too, so they said, "We want you to to take this clinic over. We can't think of." you know, anybody better that we would like to pass our business on to. And and we're glad they did. And I hope that, you know, I've uh, continued their their vision. Well, we said at the beginning, when you originally took it over, I mean, it was it was an operational clinic, as Mark Mm -hmm. said, the setup was good, you know, the everything was in place, you had the direct billing, you had Mm -hmm. the online booking. 
but the clinic wasn't meeting the maximum potential wait, wait, just in your one opinion. More, one more thing. You guys bought the clinic from them or they yes. just kind of passed? Was their evaluation reasonable to you? Yes, it was reasonable to us. We had it, you know, my husband has more of a business brain than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had experience running a business already from his own business. So he explained things to me and he also said, you know, this is the price that they want to negotiate. And, and also we ran it by our accountant and made all the necessary steps to ensure that what was being asked of us was a fair price and, and what was, you know, we had the everything evaluated, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What, what it was worth and everything. And, and we went through lawyers. And obviously, if you're going to buy a clinic, then, you know, I highly recommend that you take all the necessary steps sure. to protect Definitely. yourself and go through lawyers. Yeah. And, and so, yes, that's what we did. Sorry, I cut you off because I, okay. I forget. If I don't say it right now, I will completely forget. I can't believe you're apologizing. This happens on every episode and I know why. So it's okay. I wonder. Yeah, I guess you have to explain it. So the listeners don't wonder why you constantly cut me off because Mark can't hold on to a thought. If oh. I'm talking, it's probably because oh. I <laughs> you just you gotta it. it right away. You forget it. I guess. It's too much weed. Yeah, is probably fair why. Fair enough. It's all good. I don't get offended by it. Um, yeah, what I was saying is, although the clinic setup was there, everything was there. You mm-hmm. had good people. It wasn't doing as well as you and your husband thought it could be doing. Yes. You guys knew that it had bigger potential. Yes. So let's start at. Can we know, def- can we define what not doing well is? Yeah, definitely. Um, not doing well would be not paying your bills on time. Um, would be um, getting calls from the CRA. Uh, would be... Um, they had money issues. Yeah. Okay, we'll just call it that. Yeah. Okay, financially not great. Yeah, and also just the income wasn't enough to... To live. To live, exactly. It wasn't surviving. Were, so you, guys, were wasn't... you guys scared? Like, was... was this a huge, huge fear for you to take over this business knowing that you were going to have to dig yourselves out a little bit? I I did. It was a fear for me. But for some reason, I was up to the challenge. I get very bored easily. And um, at that time, I was kind of, I was thinking about what else I can do. And mm-hmm. I loved being an RMT, but I was getting bored with it. And I found myself just sort of getting caught up in the rigmarole of everyday life. Get up, do your job, go home. And I needed something more challenging. And not even just challenging, just even for fucking money's sake. Yeah. Like you can only make so much as a massage therapist if you're working for somebody because yeah. you can, you're can. you only getting paid so much per session or yeah. hour, whatever it is. And there's only so many hours of the day that you can or willing to work. And therefore you have the ceiling over your head. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, clinic that ownership is, well, yeah. is, is really where it's at if you want to start to make some money at this. Yeah. Yeah, that is a big factor as well. And but also to be honest with you, and, and relatively still young, I'm 40, but I really did feel like I was starting to wear down oh, physically. Sure. I was working too much. You know, I wasn't going to the gym as much as I wanted to, and I, I just I didn't feel like I was 100 percent healthy as well. We we wanted to start a family, and I was we were having difficulties with that, and so I really wanted a a, a job where I could focus on myself and on the business but still manage to massage as well mm-hmm. so i massage mm-hmm. one day a week i massage every saturday um i have a full day of clients and the rest of the time i'm running the business and also taking care of myself right Good and, and, and it's still a lot of work but it's it just a lot it's, of work it's different it's work. different work, more balance yeah it's a lot of work yeah. so let's start with some of the some of the changes you guys made right away mm-hmm. what what did you do to take this business that was kind of heading in a really bad direction and bring it back up. The first thing I wanted to do was to get all of the um, financials in order. So I wanted to know what bills there were and what bills needed to be paid. I wanted to know um, all the financial records from payroll tax, HST. I wanted to organize everything, basically. Mm-hmm. So I started organizing everything. Can I pause you for yes, a second? Of course. Was that Was that the issue? Was it that the previous owners were maybe not so organized and were not, you know, keeping track of the money properly, maybe weren't bookkeeping as well as they could have been? Or was it that they really weren't bringing in enough to to take care of everything? I'm hesitant to mention this, but I'm, I'm going to. But the previous owners had a problem retaining RMTs. So RMTs were leaving turnover. because they were unhappy. It's a combination of everything, what it sounds like. It sounds yeah. like just poor management to begin with, maybe not necessarily understanding the ins and outs of running a business, unable to keep traffic into the door, unable to keep staff happy. Yeah. And you throw all that together. I mean, yeah, it's just high a turnover is a disaster for a clinic owner because every time a therapist leaves, you have to expect some of the clients are going with them. Even yeah. if they're not necessarily going with them. They're going. If their th- if their favorite therapist leaves 
believes. Mm-hmm. Let's say they have a friend who had been saying, oh, you should go to my guy. You should go to my guy. You should go to my guy. Mm-hmm. And then their guy leaves. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have the incentive to go try it another guy. And that clinic has lost a client. And, yes. you know, that's high turnover is a killer for clinic owners. You have to keep your therapist happy. That's what was happening. And I think that um, and this is why my husband and I are such a good team is that I really my number one priority um, as a business business owner is making sure my therapists are happy so that they're able to do their job well, mm-hmm. that they're able to be the best RMTs they can be for their clients. And if, a, if an RMT is unhappy or they're sick because they've been working too much or they're mentally worn down, then they're not going to be the best RMT they can be. And and I've been there as a therapist. I've worked too much, and then mm-hmm. it becomes I'm just treating a person. I'm going through the motions of massaging them, and I'm not really honing in on what's... I, I'm not giving all of them that I could be. Mm-hmm. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Absolutely, it yeah. does. And um, I kind of... In my search to make more money as an RMT and survive in the city as a, as a single person at the time... I just found myself working way, way, way too much. And I was, it was killing me, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. And I don't want another MT to feel that way. I want them to know that they're supported as much as possible because, you know, some of my RMTs are single, some of them are married, some of them have family here, some of them don't. But I do just want them to know that I will do whatever it takes to make sure that at the end of the day that they're working in a place that they enjoy, that they feel healthy, that they know they can be communicative communicative with me without feeling not scared to approach me about mm-hmm. something but then they also have money to survive okay and, so you yeah. already you already hit on some of these things i was yeah. going to ask you in your mind what makes a happy rmt mm-hmm. <sighs> well for me as a happy rmt because like you yeah. yeah you were saying you know if they're happy and they're well supported you know give us an idea of what you mean by happy and what you mean by well yeah like what do you what do you do for your staff how do you make sure that they know that they are appreciated appreciated they're supported and they're being taken or care even of. what does that even mean what does it mean when you say supported i don't, yeah. I, I don't well, know what that means yeah so through my discussions with my employees and other rmts and and the rmts that work for and with me is an rmt being an rmt is a very unique job um it takes a lot out of us physically and mentally so for me to understand that uh is important to them mm-hmm. um so say if um, one day they come to me and they're saying, um, Melissa, I just, I'm really drained. I feel like I've been working too much lately. I, you know, I'd really like to take this day off to rest. And I'll be like, yeah, no, you know, problem. That's fine. We'll do our best to accommodate the clients, get, you know, see if they can see this therapist. And the biggest thing for me with them is communication. So, no matter what it is, I don't want them to feel scared to approach me about anything. So, mm-hmm. if they're thinking, oh, you know, I've been working a lot here, but I think I might want to work at another clinic a few days a week. Like, I I can honestly say that that doesn't bother me. If they want to do something better for their career, then they can go to another clinic a couple days a week. Or say they've been working six massages a day with 15-minute break in between, and they're like, you know what? After a while, this is too much for me. I think I can only do four a day. I'm very open and flexible to them changing their schedule in a way that... um is healthy for them. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, your, your pay structure with your RMTs, Mm -hmm. are they on a percentage split or do they rent from you? So they don't rent from us. They are on a percentage split. We do have some, uh, RMTs that are employees and some that are contractors, similar to what you see in some of the massage therapy chains out there. So how do you make sure that because if they're if they're working on a percentage split or their employees, mm-hmm. them taking days off or changing their schedule, all of that mm-hmm. really affects you versus if somebody was just renting a space from you, right? Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that you are still taking care of the clinic and taking mm-hmm. care of you, but taking care of your therapist? How do you keep that balance? Well, I must admit that it all, as as simple as it sounds, it all kind of comes out in the wash, to be honest. No, no, because when one therapist is telling me they're feeling burned out another therapist is coming to me and saying you know i'd actually like to add a few hours Mm -hmm. to my work week this week because i kind of need the money because i want to go on vacation in a couple months or you know my furnace just broke down and and uh i really need you know for the next month i'm going to work every say wednesday morning and i'll just do three in a row and Mm -hmm. like honestly it just all it does all work out it 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 definitely does really does like we we know that very well running our continuing education company so the other half of what we do is con ed institute it's a continuing Mm -hmm. education provider i had a class the other 
other day, probably about six people, mm -hmm. and they were like, "How come you're only doing this with six people? Like, why didn't you cancel this course?" Mm -hmm. And I said, "To be honest with you, like, one, our deal is about a quality educational experience. That's mm -hmm. that's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Second, you know, it, it all works out because mm -hmm. there's times when we run a course and there's 26 people in this class right, and they yep. paid 500 something a pop mm -hmm. to be here, and it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet weekend. Yeah, and it all just balances out at the yeah, end. Yeah, it all balances out. Yeah. Well, the, the reason I asked that question was really to get that answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that oh, okay. fear, well, it's because I think a lot of clinic owners have that fear. I worked at a place where uh, the money decides everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. That, you know, their decisions are all based on, well, how's this going to affect the income tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And really, as you said, in the grand scheme of things, it's all going to balance out. And yeah. again, if you're keeping your people happy, yeah. you're going to keep the clinic running, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, I remember I worked at a place that it was just myself. And I think at the time it was maybe just one other therapist, maybe two. So there's either two or three of us. And we were all uh, working on a percentage split, part-time hours. But when I say part-time hours, I was still treating probably 20 people a week. Mm -hmm. Like so, and I was probably working the least yeah. of the three. So I mean, the clinic owner there was getting quite a few massage hours. And it wasn't just a massage mm -hmm. clinic. There were, there were other... Um, professionals there as well and I had cut my finger cooking one uh -huh. night it was a Sunday night and I sliced my finger on a mandolin so I uh, called the clinic owner and said I you know I know my next shift isn't until Tuesday I'm just giving you a heads up I don't know how bad this is and I mm -hmm. might not know how bad this is until mm -hmm. tomorrow but like yeah. my hand is killing me I yeah. don't know if I'm going to be able to treat because I think I had five people booked for Tuesday yeah. so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that just want to give you a heads up now maybe we can get one of the other girls to cover or mm -hmm. you know whatever and um, she was like okay okay well let me know tomorrow what's going on mm -hmm. um, fine I don't need her to be all sympathetic you know mm -hmm. poor you but that was kind of okay let me know tomorrow and uh, one of the other therapists told me when I did come Tuesday, I was mm -hmm. okay. I just wore like a finger caught and everything was fine. It wasn't yeah. that bad. And uh, one of the other therapists said that when we ended that phone call oh, on the no. Sunday, that she was just furious that I had cut my finger and, you know, I'm going to have to cancel all these clients and blah, blah. And I just, at that moment when I heard that, you know, mm -hmm. when the other therapist told me that, I was like, I, what, I, I was actually that speechless. Like, you know, I never, yeah. I never call in sick to work. I, you know, I'm there if I can be there. Yeah. You think I want to cancel five clients and I want to lose no, that of income? Course of course not. No. And I think there's also things that we can't control as well. For mm. example, as both of you know, December is a shit show yep. because we have all these people calling us, you know, that want treatment and, but they also want to use up their benefits. So it's like the floodgates are open mm -hmm. and also our RMTs are working very hard, treating may maybe more clients than usual. The daylight hours are shorter. So people are tired mm -hmm. and also it's flu season. So I'll give you an example. Yesterday I had two clients or two therapists, sorry, that couldn't work. Because they were both very sick with the flu. And the day before that, I had another client or another therapist that was sick with the flu. I also had a therapist with strep throat this month. I also had a therapist with um, a sinus infection this month. But I also had three other therapists who were well that said, oh, I can cover that. No problem. Or I'd like a few extra shifts this month. I can't control when other people get sick. No. And I am not going to get mad at my therapist because they're sick because we all get sick. Yeah. And there's nothing <laughs> we can control. Same with you cutting your finger. And I think maybe I'm getting a little philosophical now, but we have to learn to let go of things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And that has really served me well as a business manager. If I can control it and make things better, then I will. But if you're calling me and telling me you're sick and you can't come in, then you can't come in. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask other therapists to cover for you. But if they can't cover for you, then there's nothing I can do. And yeah. that's it. Well, and that's the thing. You're every. It's humans you're working with. These are people, right? Exactly. Your therapists are people. Your clients are people. Everybody needs to be a little bit gentler with everybody else, exactly. I think. This is a reminder I give to Mark all the time. I'm about to get a really dirty look. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he is... He's the best, and I, this is a great quality. He's the best at responding to people mm -hmm. the minute they email. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, so we have people messaging us all hours of every day. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes an email will come in at 1130 p.m. and we're just sitting around. So he'll start to answer. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's 1130. Like, mm -hmm. just, you know, put it down. Don't worry about it. 
He's like, well, I'm just going to respond. I'm not doing anything anyway. Yeah. I'm like, I, I get it. But, you know, you're also a human and you need to take yeah. a break. And <laughs> other humans will understand that you need to yes. take a break. And they will be okay if you respond to them mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. I smoke too much drugs. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better off to respond right then and there. <laughs> you notice I didn't look at him through that whole yeah, story. Yeah, so, yeah. like, he's going to give me such because dirty looks. Because I'm always telling because him. Because tomorrow morning will roll around and I will have not even known that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so let's deal with this head on. I want to ask you a question though, because sure. you, you said that um, some of your therapists are contract and mm-hmm. some of them are employees. Yeah. How does that work? Whose decision is that? Give me the deal here. Yeah. So um, if a number is set out and we tell the therapist before they come to work for us, and they can always change their mind if they're a contractor and they want to become an employee, they can. So it's up to them. It's up to them. And um, we say, if you work more than this number of hours a week, um, you know, which would be say, like, let's say it's an hour massage, then you can become part of our employee program. And what that means is that we will take off income tax for you. um, And also, um, we have a benefits program as well for our employees. Um, But it also means for us as employers that we have to do all of the necessary procedures mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, it must must be in place to have mm-hmm. employees. So, you know, your workplace education in terms of WEMIS and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, holiday pay and all that sort of thing. So it's complicated, but we make it work. Um, and I think it's very beneficial for RMTs uh, to have benefits if they, you know, if they want them. If because, they want them, yeah. yeah. So how many therapists do you have and how many of them are employees and contractors? Uh, we have uh, 15 therapists now, including my husband and myself. Um, we have, I'm going to say six of them, six of them that are employees right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And the rest are contractors. Was that the same setup before you took it over? Yes, it okay. was. Yeah. It was that way. So you walked into that scenario. I did, but you... I fully supported it okay, too. I was perfect. like, this is great. Gotcha. So I had, I had cut you off at the beginning when I asked you what changes you were making. You said you just wanted <laughs> to get all the all the numbers okay. in order and you know get yourself organized. So once you did that, mm-hmm. were you pleasantly surprised that the numbers weren't necessarily as bad as you maybe thought? It was just disorganized? Or once you got everything in order, you realized, shit, we got work to do? Um, or was it even like, shit, why did we do this? <laughs> That there were a couple times where I just kind of put my head in my hands and thought maybe this was a really bad idea. When were those couple times? Like what were those? What was the scenario around those couple times? When payroll taxes hadn't been paid for months. When HST payments were behind. When I was getting threatening letters from the CR. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Did you guys ever at some point consider not necessarily buying buying the clinic mm-hmm. and buying every like you're buying the physical space or whatever it is the physical space is all about buying all the assets mm-hmm. um having the therapists losing the clinic name losing that in other words mm-hmm. you're starting fresh mm-hmm. let these people deal with whatever fucking cra issues they mm-hmm. have and whatever back bills they got to yeah. pay was that ever a consideration yeah so we thought about that and then we realized that if we kept the name and kept things the way they were then we would have a base of clients that would continue feeling comfortable Gotcha. to this clinic. So, a lot of people don't like change. So buying the brand yeah. was was yeah. more important. And, than- and we, you know, and this becomes a little more complicated and would become another whole discussion, but there were steps put in place to ensure that we protected ourselves in, t- in terms of income mm-hmm. and bills not being paid. But um, that's when I just, you know, if any advice I can give to anybody who's sort of going into the same situation is you may think that you have all your ducks in a row, but you really have to think that you really have to, it's business and keep it at business. And, you know, if you think you can trust somebody, sometimes you can't. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. When it comes to business, it you you have to put uh, friendships aside sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if you're, if business is business, you yeah. know. And who did you, who did you trust that? The person who sold us the business. Mm, okay. Yeah. So when you were originally in negotiations with these people, uh, did you have any idea that things were messy, that they were behind on payments? I, that, oh yeah, I did okay. have that. I did have that idea. I just didn't know how bad it was. So they didn't give you all that info up front. I had asked for it and it wasn't given to me. Mm, okay. And I knew that some things were behind and I I had actually managed the clinic an hour or an hour, a year before, uh, a year before um, we actually bought it. So I knew that the state it was in, but 
then once time rolled on, I re- didn't realize how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to work really hard. And so, it, like I said, it's been, now that I think about it, it's been two and a half, almost two and a half years now. And I'm finally just getting my head above water now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been but a that's learning pretty quick, actually. Yeah. But um, I guess going back to what you had originally asked, which was what were the, some of the changes I mm-hmm. made is I put a system in place to make sure that no more bills were not being paid, mm-hmm. that they were being paid on time. And also we needed to hire more RMTs. So this, what I'm hearing, by the way, is something we've said before. You ha- When you're starting up a business, you really sometimes have to spend, well, you, not sometimes, mm-hmm. you have to spend money to make money. You mm-hmm. had to clean up the mess, get all the bills paid, mm-hmm. get the systems in order, yeah. hire more people. Yeah. So at this point, you're not, your focus isn't on increasing revenue and bring, it's let's get us to a point where, you know, we're not in the red and owing mm-hmm. a bunch of people money yeah. and then we can work on making exactly. money. Exactly. I had to put systems in place mm-hmm. in order to get the ball rolling. So like I said, I organized things and I hired a bunch of RMTs and that's how we kind of got the ball rolling. And then along the way, I learned a few valuable lessons too in that if I treat people how I would want to be treated as an RMT, then they're going to thrive quite well. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think there, again, there was an issue with the previous owner that RMTs just kept leaving and there was a reason for that. Um, and that I don't think they were being treated as they thought they should be treated. What um, what was it? Were they being overworked? Were they not being given breaks? Were they like, why were people leaving? Because the way they were being managed. So people were leaving because they were made to feel guilty for taking yeah. time off. It's generally the work environment. They I'm were, sorry. Yeah. The work we do is pretty much mm, generally it's the same no matter where the fuck you go. Yeah. If yeah. I'm working in a spa, I'm working in a clinic, I'm working for myself, the work is the same. Mm-hmm. So now it's about the environment and the people that I work for. 100%, do I yeah. like it? Do I not like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not being paid for training. I know that because I used to work there. I used to work for for th- these people before right mm-hmm. so we would have training sessions for say um we do a treatment at our clinic where we do um a facial massage but we also use products so we would have a training session in which to use these products um but we wouldn't get paid for it which is horrible mm-hmm. so you know it would take two three hours out of my time but then not be compensated for it so just stuff like that mm-hmm. um it, i can tell you just it, there's just general there was a power struggle. There was a, uh, an ego struggle. There was um, oversensitivities when somebody said something. There was never an environment where somebody could say something to someone and know that it wouldn't get blown out of proportion. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is that why you keep saying you don't want your therapist to be afraid to tell you anything? Exactly. Like, you know, if you want to go work at another clinic, yes. I don't think you're abandoning me. Yes, if you exactly. want, You know, it's so obviously the other owners were kind of acting like, like, okay, so for example, I know this one place I worked at, the clinic owner from the very beginning said to me, I just assume that all RMTs want to run their own business. So I let my therapist work in the way they want to work. And she was my fucking favorite person to work for. She just left me alone to do my work. And I worked hard, you know, I wasn't taking days off. I wasn't, you know, blocking off time in my schedule. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed being there because she just let me be, you know, work how you want to work. That's very important too. And, you know, many times people come working, work for me. And if they want to leave, yeah, I'm going to be upset. But I know as an RMT how important it is to have your freedom and know that if you want to move on due to different reasons, like one, you know, if I wanted to leave one place and work at a multidisciplinary clinic, then it was because I wanted to know what it was like to work with other practitioners in the health field you know mm-hmm. like and well and it's business again it's not personal. It personal yeah it's and not I think personal things were being taken personal and then and it's funny because um now that i say i don't take things like that personal i also take things personal in the way that i treat my employees so i um i always joke around and i say that all the employees are like we're all in the nest and they're like my little chick <laughs> so i was gonna make sure like all the, ch- the chicks are happy right and that they feel warm and cozy and they're able to do you know live their lives and do everything the way they're supposed to be and and sometimes you know if i do something that maybe somebody they, oh you know, I don't agree with this or this would be a better way of doing things. I'm open and receptive to it because to be honest with you, I've never had any experience as a boss, Mm -hmm. never had any business experience. So let me 
like help me do my job well so we can all work well together and be the best RMTs that we can be. As corny as that sounds. No, that's I mean that's, that's where things corny. are good yeah. because like you said, ego has to be it has to, has to there's, be gone. There's no ego anywhere. You cannot run a successful business if you're not you know, if you're not talking to your people. You're not supposed to be above them. You're supposed to be working with them. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a clinic, especially a clinic like yours where it's all massage therapists, every therapist that is doing well is actually mm-hmm. only making the clinic do that much better. It's exactly. traffic through the door. You're going to get repeat clients, you're going to get good reviews you're going to get more people coming through the door more therapists are going to do well Mm -hmm. so if you have managed to build an environment where all of your therapists are happy to be there Mm -hmm. they like each other they Mm -hmm. like working together they like you Mm -hmm. the whole clinic is going to do well it's it's non-competition right it's everybody helping everybody and everyone will do well and it's not corny because it's the only way a massage clinic can be successful yeah and and that's been my experience you're gonna say it's not the only way i know i speak in such absolutes and he has to (laughs) shut me down that's not what i was doing that's not what i was doing i somewhat agree yes you're right this is mm-hmm. this is the most harmonious way that everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And yes, that brings success for sure. I agree with that. One thing that really has helped me too is uh, imagining myself in the therapist situation. So for I'll give you an example. Which um, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Imagine that, an yeah, empathetic yeah, yeah. massage therapist. <laughs> I, I had one of my, I, I had hired a therapist right out of school. A uh, wonderful, wonderful therapist. She worked for me for two days a week. And she said, you know what, Melissa, I worked for you and own, you know, and she had worked for another company um, as well, one of the chain massage therapy companies. And she said, you know what, I just want to see what's out there. I've been a massage therapist for a year now, and I just want to see what other places I can work at and what it would be like. Because I want to see... Um, you know, about different things. And so she she brought herself down to one day a week. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. See what it's like. I'm, mm-hmm. Who am I to stop you? And um, not to pat myself on the back, but she, that lasted a couple months. And that's how yeah, she's given me more hours. And we're so happy <laughs> to have her. But, but you know, I think, like, I, going back to again, it's just, it's important to um, try and see their perspective as well. You know, um, put yourself in their shoes because I have been in their shoes. A lot of RMTs like to travel I've noticed, you know, including myself and my husband. And so they want a couple of weeks off. I'm like, sure, just give me like a month in advance and take a couple of weeks off. Whereas I know other RMTs have told me in their past situations, they're scared to ask for vacation. To me, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Everybody true. needs Everybody vacation. Needs Even vacation. if you want to spend a week at home. You know, one of my therapists was like, I just need a week at home, you know, to relax. It's been a busy winter and I need time. And I'm like, yeah, go do it. I don't know. It it's just boils down to open communication and, you know, we all work together. So are we seeing a massive bump up in patient volume since you guys took it over? Yes, we, we have. Other than making the making the family happy, mm-hmm. what else have we been doing to, to get people in the door and keep them there? Um, little things here and there. Um, you know, I made up like a new sign out for the front, like a sandwich board. And I, um, I put out um, mass emails a couple of times to you know, encouraging people to come in. And also I revamped our website so that it shows that we're the new owners as well. Um, and to be honest, the RMTs bring the clients back because they're so good. Like we are so blessed. We All of our RMTs are excellent RMTs who take pride in their work. We're very good at what they do. And I honestly, like it's been a dream. I can honestly tell you that I have maybe one complaint every few months and that's it. And I, I really think it's because I just let them be and I let them do their job. Like my therapists come in, they do their work and they go home. They don't have to cash anybody out. We have reception. We do all the laundry. They literally show up, do the work and they go home. And that has worked very well for us. It's a dream. Have you ever had to fire anybody? Yes. What's that like? Uh, what, what, were, what were the scenarios in which you fire somebody? Yeah, so... Um, and is that a happy moment for you or a sad moment? Oh, it's very stressful, extremely stressful. And also sad and just very confusing because I'm wondering why I have to fire them. You know, why was was the situation happening? All right, and, so give us the scenarios if you don't mind. Yeah, no, okay, that's fine. Um, So it was actually before we actually bought the clinic and I had a a therapist come in who had worked um, over a decade as a massage therapist. And um, I made the assumption that this person was going to be an excellent therapist because they had been so for such a long time. And um, 
uh, quite a talker and, uh, you know, I couldn't interject and sometimes, and I felt it hard, but I was like, you know what? He's a nice guy. He knows how to talk. He's been a therapist for a long time. I'm going to hire him. And I actually had a, you know, this gut feeling that maybe this wasn't such a good idea and I don't know why, but I ignored it. Within a week I had, um, I had two therapist complaints and three client complaints about him talking too much, um, not listening to what the client needed in terms of uh, their trouble areas, getting the clients late for their appointment, all against the standards of practice and our mm-hmm. code of as massage therapists. And um, I said to him, it's just not working out. And that was that. And I said to myself, if he comes back and contests, and I'll tell him why. It was like somebody came in and disturbed all the chicks in the nest and they're all cheaping and, <laughs> you know, and they're upset. Mm-hmm. And then I had to make sure he left and everything became right again. And that's just, yeah, that was the scenario. That's only been once. I must admit, it's only been once. Mm, interesting. Yeah. What about your hiring process? Do you make uh, or have your potential RMTs do a practical interview? No. Interesting. How come? Yeah. Because- Because um, <laughs> you don't want to do them yourself. Uh, that that too. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, but I don't because- um, every therapist has their own style. I feel that, you know, their, their treatments will speak to, for them, they will speak for themselves. I don't know what else to say. I just don't make them no, do right. it because I'm, I'm with you though. I, because they have, they've gotten through their OSCEs. They've mm-hmm. got, they have all their credentials. You know, usually, um, I've, I've done my hiring by, um, being a body at, um, the practical exams. And then I'll find, you know, I'll go through one of the teachers and say, oh, um, you know, this person seemed like they would be a great therapist. I think they did really well on the exam and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll get in touch with them and I'll say, oh, are you interested? And that's how I've done that. And I've also hired therapists who have worked with other therapists at other locations and then said, I have a a friend that I work with at, at, you know, at this clinic and Mm -hmm. she's looking for a job or he's looking for a job. And, now um they're interested in a position mm-hmm. um i don't require therapists to um massage me because i think their work will speak for themselves i'm more interested that they are working within their rules as an rmt like within standards mm-hmm. of practice and the code, code of conduct and then also you know get your client on time that you're presentable um that you keep good notes um and that the clients are safe and uh they get the treatments that you know, the communication between client and therapist is good. That's what I'm worried about. And that's that I think their work speaks for itself. I don't need to be treated by them. I I may, after I hired them, get a massage from them to see what their style is like. And that way I can recommend it to a client. But I don't need a massage from them to determine whether or not they're a good massage therapist or not, because I may not like their style. So does it matter then someone that's applying to work for you really what's on their resume? I mean, at the end of the day, if they went to school and they passed school and they went and did their licensing exam and they're a licensed therapist, do just, I'm just out of curiosity, do you care like what's on the resume, where they worked, what modalities they do, how much shit's in their toolbox, or does that not really matter to you? It doesn't. Interesting. It really doesn't. I mean, they'll give me a resume and I'll read it. And I, the reason I read it is that so, you know, if a client asks, may ask me, for example, some of our therapists have background in kinesiology or they worked at a sports therapy clinic. And I can tell, you know, a client who maybe is like a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. Well, this therapist used to work at a sports therapy clinic and they're also, are also a kinesiologist. You know, I think mm-hmm. this would be a good fit. I look at the resume for that reason. I don't look for that at a resume other than those reasons. And whenever they tell me their name, I, I look to see that they're in that good they're, standing. Yeah, that they have their that they're registered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do things like, because we're talking about resumes and do things like grammar and actually having a proper resume. Like if you were given a resume mm-hmm. and it was sort of like poor formatting and, you know, grammatical errors and whatever, would that bother you? Would you think, yeah, I don't want to talk to this person? That's a good question. Oh, you've never come across it yet? No. I feel like you you, you really probably don't even have to hire many people who call them in off resumes because it sounded like a lot of it was referrals mm-hmm. from somebody else or somebody mm-hmm. else or you, you already had have, some sort I of contact. I do have the resumes on file, but I didn't yeah. notice that stuff. Now, having said that, I don't have an attention to detail mm. myself. So, okay. yeah. Like I've done this before and I know it's going to sound very dickish yeah. because sometimes I'm dickish. <laughs> like when we were hiring people in the clinic that... 
I used to own, I would get resumes and some of them were just pure garbage. Mm-hmm. And I have no intent of offering you a job. I just mm-hmm. want to see who owns this shitty <laughs> resume. And so I would call you in for an interview. Yeah. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, I was bang on right. Like mm-hmm. I had someone come in for an interview in beach gear, like mm-hmm. sunglasses on her head, the whole works. And she's like, I'm going to the beach after. Can we make this fast? Stop oh. it. You know? Can we hurry this up? Yeah. I have plans. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. I did that once, but it, it was a uh, I was going to a job interview for a job that I actually didn't really intend to take. Um these people contacted me multiple times to come for an interview, and I thought after, you know, the second or third time dodging them that mm-hmm. they would cuz why would you want someone to work for you that, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't want to be there? Uh this is before I was a massage therapist. And so I finally agreed to come for an interview because they had you know, put in so much effort to get me to mm-hmm. come for an interview. And I said, well, I'm actually on my way to the gym so I can stop by before the gym. I showed mm-hmm. up to the interview in my gym clothes, like high ponytail, no makeup, running shoes, yoga pants. Yeah, but you didn't say how fast can we get this done and over with. I did not say how fast <laughs> can we finish this. But yeah, I showed up to a job interview dressed for the gym. But I feel like a lot of RMTs dress for the gym when they're working. Oh, I wasn't I a therapist. This was an office job. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't catch that part. See, lack of attention to detail. Case in point. Actually, in, in your defense, I don't think she said the job. No, but I did say I wasn't a RMT yet. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Me, see? Yeah. Lack of attention to No, him, it's... I no. can't blame my reasoning on that. That's part, <laughs> part of it is uh, selective hearing. When I'm speaking, at least one of Mark's, one of his ears shuts off. At yeah. least one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess when I meet them too, and and the way it's little things to me, like when you shake my hand, you look at my face. Are you personable? Um, Do you come off as being somebody who can communicate well? Those Mm -hmm. are very important things to me. Right. So do you think if you had a massage with the dude that talked too much, if you had done a practical interview, you would have been like, nah, the guy you had to fire? Um, It's out of curiosity. That's a very good question. Um, I probably would have, if I, if he did talk too much during the treatment, I probably would have said, just be mindful of how much you're talking during the treatment. Mm-hmm. That's how I wouldn't have said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Startup costs. Is this something that you guys dug into your pockets and uh, busted open your bank for? Or is this something that you're mm. like, let's get a, let's get a loan on this. Let's, let's get a lender. Mm. I must say that having a husband who is 10 years older than me, mm. who has worked for for many years of his life and has a good financial understanding has voted for us well in this situation. So I've, I've been the the manager of this business and he's been the one to be more on the business side of things in terms of the legalities and buying the business. Mm-hmm. And so we've been very good as a team that way. Figure wise, I'm not comfortable saying. No, you don't. I think I'm not looking for a figure, but yeah. I'm just trying to like because a, a lot of people listening to this, they're probably like, "Hey, this sounds like a really good idea. Is this yeah. something that I'm gonna have to like throw throw all my savings into? Oh, what or I is this something you. like I'm gonna go score a loan for? Oh, what I can tell you is that I do make monthly payments to the previous owner because it was like. Um, we're going to pay for the business this way. So right, there right, was right. a down payment made yep. of a certain amount. And then every month until it's paid off, I owe the previous owner, you know, X amount of dollars. Okay. Yeah. So does that make sense? That makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that sometimes these things are options for you. Mm-hmm. They just think, oh man, I don't have the fucking money to do this. Yeah. Or they're like, uh, I've been self-employed the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fucking hard to get mm-hmm. a fucking loan on this. Yeah. What am I going to do here? And then they yeah. watch their dream go down the tube, mm-hmm. so to speak. I think that there's no sort of cut and dry way to approach acquiring a business yeah there's a lot of different ways. there's a lot of different options creativity and uh, motivation yeah can lead to a lot of solutions yeah for sure that's the way we approached it and like i said it's working out well now but like i said it's been a wild ride that's for sure I don't regret doing what we've done it, it's been very personally it's been very fulfilling but it's also been the hardest challenge of my life for sure you know what i love about it because you know what if you're an rmt and you're working for somebody and you're an independent contractor working for somebody you can work 
for your whole career and at the end of the day when you stop working the money train stops and mm-hmm. then what happens mm-hmm. right yeah. you're in a scenario that's perfect you know mm-hmm. you build the clinic you work in it everyone's happy and then mm-hmm. when you're ready to walk away and put it on the market mm-hmm. there's your pension plan right because mm-hmm. yeah, we ain't got one you mm-hmm. know and even if you're working in the chiropractic clinic and you're like oh these are my patient files guess what no one's coming in and giving you thousands and thousands and thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of dollars into the six digits for patient files mm-hmm. that's not happening mm-hmm. versus a brick and mortar business that you got going on mm-hmm. well yeah. established and there was a you know i do consider us also to be lucky in the sense that this clinic it was built from the ground up there's a lot of things that we didn't have to do designing the rooms that mm-hmm. we wanted to be building the client base like we had we had that you know we bought that yeah right so those were also big pros for us as for well. sure yeah you had a starting point starting mm-hmm. from scratch building a clinic from the ground up mm-hmm. is very challenging it oh, can be yeah. very rewarding as well but very yeah. challenging startup costs are huge a lot of the systems were already in place i mean you mm-hmm. guys had some some hurdles to get over mm-hmm. but the structure was there. It yeah, was just well, then you know, to be tweaked. Having tweaked. hurdles to jump over is way different than not knowing that there's going to be hurdles exactly. and then yeah, suddenly being true. met exactly. with hurdles. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, we have good friends right now that are in the midst of doing this, like building a clinic mm-hmm. from the ground up. And, uh, you know, I check in with them every few days and mm-hmm. it's, you know, this renovation needs to be done. This repair needs to be done. You know, opening dates now been pushed back two months because of this. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's there's always something. So it was nice that you guys walked into something that you just had to fix up. You got you bought a fixer upper. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know another dude that did the same kind of thing. I mean, it, it wasn't so much of a fixer upper. It was just a really well running machine. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife walked in and mm-hmm. they purchased the place while well, they were made an offer and they're killing it and they're mm-hmm. killing it they they even took this well-oiled machine and built on top of it right and now it is just they're they're set yeah mm-hmm. and they have a great clinic and i love the success that they're having yeah mm-hmm. they're doing great That's yeah. great yeah and mm-hmm. that will be you guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you said it's only been two and a half years and yeah. in two and a half years now to be seeing the light yes yeah. is, you know, that is actually really quick. I'm sure those two and a half years were really challenging. They but were. now to be able to see the light and it's mm-hmm. just going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you've learned lessons. You know how to... you you're still going to face challenges that just comes with running a business, but you're getting more experience. And uh, although you didn't have a business background before Mm -hmm. you're learning on the job and it's obviously paying off for you. Yeah, for sure. So in the future, is there like a, a plan to expand a plan to have other locations or we're not even thinking about that kind of stuff yet? Uh, No, I'm you know, (laughs) as we have more therapists and we are getting busier, things are definitely, um, you know, we uh, we're kind of bumping into each other in the lunchroom and so, that sort of thing. So we do need um, more space for sure. So it's something that has just sort of started to get, you know, started brewing in Toronto, of course, in certain areas, well, most areas of the city rent is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could be something that happens in the next two years or maybe in the yeah. next 10 years. We you don't know, know. And even in the crappy parts of the city, rent is super expensive. Yes, super yes. expensive, yeah. And, um, you know, I would like to see different changes made. Like, for example, we're on the second floor right now. I would like to have a, a clinic on the main floor. Our rent would double, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So, yeah. um, and the fact that you're on a main street, that yeah, is so yeah, expensive. It yeah. is, it very much is. I mean, that also is good because it brings in more clients Absolutely. and also it's very easy for the therapist to get you know if they don't have a car uh, or even if they did have a car it's easier to take the ttc because we're right you know very close to a ttc stop so mm-hmm. and there's advantages and disadvantages <laughs> yeah for sure before this opportunity came your way mm-hmm. were you and your husband kicking around the idea of starting something or never this never this I, only was a thought when the opportunity presented itself yeah it was only a thought when this opportunity presented itself i had actually applied to be a special constable with the Toronto Police. What? I knew, yeah, I had wanted just to make a change. Like I said before, I had I need I just needed a change. I was getting really tired, and so um, this was offered to us. And I thought about it, and I thought, this is it. This is it. This is what I need. Right. This is what we need right now. And I said it's going to be hard. Hard is, you know, it's going to be very hard. But it's 
something that I kind of saw the way things were going in the clinic and I was just kind of itching to make changes. And then when I was given the go ahead, it was just like, you know, perfect timing. Yeah, it mm. really was. You wanted to change the yeah. universe gave you an opportunity. Yeah. And you took it. Yeah. I love it. And people would ask me, do you ever see yourself owning uh, your own business? I got asked that question all the time. And my answer was always like, oh, God, no, I couldn't do that. It'd be way too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Speaking of stressful, biggest, mm-hmm. biggest mistake you've made. Hmm. That was a long sigh. <laughs> that means there are none or there's a list of them. <laughs> no, it means, it means that, um, oh, that I'd really have to think about that for a long time, but I definitely can say that the biggest mistake Okay, let's let's approach it like this. Yeah, an area where you feel you can make the most improvement on. Uh, definitely. Um, questioning my like maybe I'm a little too soft sometimes, or maybe I I don't want to say coddle my RMTs too much, but well, they are chicks. They're chicks. Yeah, I was gonna say they're chicks. (laughs) I know. See what I mean? I know it's hard. Um, I think I just question myself too much. I need to be more confident in my abilities Mm. and in my abilities as as a boss. And I think it's important for your employees to see you know that you are human and you do have vulnerable vulnerabilities see now i'm having trouble saying things <laughs> it's contagious they do have vulnerabilities but also that you also want them to see you as confident so that they're confident in, in your ability to run the clinic so that would sort of be my um thing that i want to improve on mm-hmm. in that they see me as as more confident and more sure in my decisions that, that'll come with time too yeah the more decisions that you end up making that pan out yeah. to be really well you're just going to be more confident in the decisions you have to make in the future yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah confidence is definitely um a good quality in an owner but you also already have one of the good qualities which you mentioned is the vulnerability you know mm-hmm. it's okay that they know that you're, you know, you were not a business person and you're just learning. Mm-hmm. And it's great that you take advice from them and suggestions from them mm-hmm. because they will want to help you. They'll want to mm-hmm. help you succeed, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, the confidence will come when you realize that you can kick ass at this and you are, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sure there's much improvement to be made as always, right? We, we yeah. can't, I always feel that we can't reach an area where we can just go, oh, okay, I've done everything now. Everything's great. We always need to continue improving and and, and bettering ourselves. Yep, right? absolutely. We're always going to make mistakes. For sure. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. If, I don't play the lottery. Do you play the lottery? I do. You do? Yeah. Cool. What's the jackpot, the most recent jackpot? I think it was, I heard on the radio on the way here, I think it's 30 Two million. You win that singly, just you. Me? Yeah, you pulled the numbers. Okay. Thirty-two million is all yours. Okay. What are we doing here? Um, buying a house. Um, giving money to my family and friends who need it. You still doing this work? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I am. I really she might am. just hire someone to work the front desk because I saw on your your <laughs> website that you yeah. you actually are kind of the face of the, yeah, the clinic yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. In the more in the mornings, three mornings a week, I'm there for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I am the face of the desk. I still <laughs> would do it. I just I, I need, a, need a purpose. Yeah, I All really right. would. You know, thirty two mils. That's a lot of money. If I didn't, then I would see. This has always been my fear that if I did win the lottery, it would be really hard for me to like. I would probably enter into some sort of existential crisis. But you know, I'd be so rich that I could hire <laughs> the therapy to help with these existential crises. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I would travel a ton. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So maybe what I would do is I would take like a month off and go to Thailand or something. And then I come back home for a few weeks and just make sure everything was in order. And then I go, you know, to South America for another. And I take my husband, of course. My husband would be with me while I do So you'd thing. still take care of all the chicks. When, yeah, yeah, I when would. Yeah, remotely. Listening chicks, yeah. you're taking care of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys will all have diamond crested massage tables. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Everybody would get a raise. (laughs) Do you have the need to be in control? No. That's one thing that I'm very good at delegating. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever been burned with your delegation of tasks and duties and roles? No. Mm. It's only been two and a half years, though. (laughs) Well, that's that's good. I've been very... um, I'm very picky about, like you said, I don't, I don't look at resumes, like I said, but I look for other key indicators when I hire people. You know who are the people you want to be around. You know who are the people you want to work with and you find people that fit with your 
your organization, mm-hmm. fit with your values, and mm-hmm. you know you can trust them. Like you wouldn't have somebody working for you that you couldn't trust, right? Exactly. And I yeah. think you can get. I I don't disagree with you on the resumes. I mean, I mm-hmm. might I might look at them a little closer, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, massage therapists, we've had similar education. You know, maybe I might be looking for someone with some kind of you know specialty or whatever, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's the interview that's either going to make or break it. I want somebody who that I can communicate well with Mm -hmm. that we, you know, there's a a certain energy I'm looking for. I feel like I meet someone and I right away know like, okay, we can get along. This will work out. That's what I, exactly. That's what I I look for too. And obviously also being on time for the interview is huge as well. (laughs) You know, having the respect. I'll be on time Um, if we can hurry this up. I'm going to the beach. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can you believe that? Was it here? Like, were they going to the beach in Toronto? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is when my clinic was in uh, Richmond Hill. Wow. And uh, my Cairo partner and I, we both just kind of like, what the fuck? Maybe they're going to the Wasega Beach. Now that would make a difference. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How about you don't schedule a job interview when if you've got other plans? <laughs> Unrelated, but I had a client do that to me last week. Scheduled a treatment at 12.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I had sent her a note because um, my... My daughter woke up with a uh, croup and oh. it was just, you know, really sick and yeah. whatever. So I was running a few minutes behind and mm-hmm. I sent her a note and I said, I'm on my way. If I'm late at all, I might be one to two minutes behind mm-hmm. if I'm late at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got here on time only to have a, an email back from her saying that doesn't work for me. I have to be back at work at 1.30. We'll reschedule. Oh, no. It's like, um, why did you schedule a massage at 12.30 if you have to be back at your desk at 1.30? That was never possible. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I do. I have come across that a few times where it's just everything's so tight. And then it's like, well, why did you schedule this at 2 p.m. if you had a, you know, and had a nail appointment that was at 1 p.m. And yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I agree. Yeah, oh, some people's children. <laughs> and how is your daughter now, though? Is she better? Uh, yeah. Okay, after good. after the croup came a cold and then a bacterial infection, mm-hmm. and I I think we're over it. It's December. Yeah, now they're That's just good. back to the crazy fucking selves. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know they're better because it's just a fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Daddy loves you. <laughs> anyway, anything else that we need to ask Melissa about? Is there anything else you wanna you wanna let uh, future clinic owners know about the? Tell venture? us all your secrets. Um, <laughs> you know, just treat people like they're human. I mean, I've had many jobs in my life where I've been treated a certain way by a boss, and maybe I learned from those experiences, and that's why I conduct myself in a certain way. But if you treat people like they're human and not just a machine to make you money, then you know that it, that goes a long way. Um, if they respect you, then and they can work with you well, and they feel comfortable with you, then. You, you're going to get more out of them. And, and having said that, that sounds mechanical as well. But what I mean is that it's the whole idea of having a shorter work day and be more productive, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you take care of yourself and others, then it's going to be better. Based on the RMTs that you know, mm. do you think most RMTs can do this? Yes, I do. Mm, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I think a lot the of... reason I say that is because I never thought I'd be able to do this. Yeah, I think a lot of RMTs are just like, I. they have no desire because they don't think they can. Yeah, and that's exactly what. I never thought I could. I didn't think I'd be capable of it. Mm-hmm. I guess I just had to find my own groove. You know, maybe I saw myself managing in a clinic the way I or managing a business the way I'd seen other bosses manage a business. And I was like, oh, I couldn't do that. But then once I thought I'm going to try it this way, this is what works for me and what I think will work for others. And it turned out to be working so far. You know, do you and your husband ever butt heads on the management of the whole thing? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'll give you one example. And maybe he'll hear this, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's in the room giving me dirty looks. Yeah, You're yeah, safe. Yeah. You're just um, talking to a mic. <laughs> oh, what was that? I turned off half my hearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, I was feeling overwhelmed about a week and a half ago. And um, I've, I've dealt with anxiety and depression through the majority of my life. So when I've become, you know, very good at identifying when I need to step back and take time for myself. Um, because otherwise I could be short with people and snap at them or end up bursting out crying or just not doing my job as well as I could be doing it. And so I sent an email 
to everybody and I said, um, today I won't be here. I'm feeling the effects of stress. If you need to get a hold of me, um, just email me. I'm going to be at home taking time for myself, blah, blah, blah. And I put, you know, things in place so that the front desk was, you know, being managed well and everything. And, um, my husband texts me and he says, don't tell people you're feeling the effects of stress. He says they need to know that you're a fearless leader. And I'm like, well, maybe they need to know that I'm, that I'm human too. And I, and I know how to respect myself and I know when to take steps back. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and maybe I'm setting an example for them that they need to do that as well. Because as I have seen therapists thrive, I've also seen them burn out very quickly as well, emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in our work, we, we take on a lot. Oh my God. Imagine, imagine so, if the whole world had a boss that was, you know, okay with you taking a mental health day. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. That's how, that's where we butt heads because, you know, he's, he's very strong in that sense. He has a very, uh, good, you know, strong exterior. Whereas I, you know, I wear my, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You can, you know, I don't hide much. And that's why when I feel myself sort of needing to step back, I, I need to spend time by myself, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not good for me to be around people because I need to take care of myself first. So um, that's where we've butt heads. And then I think as a boss too, you need to, to know again, to delegate things to other people because you can't do everything. You just, you can't. That's not, that something's going to break. You know, you need to be able to pass on the work to others that you feel are confident to do that work, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I would say that's the only place we butt heads in running a business together. I will take a break when I feel I need to take mm-hmm. a break. Mark says, food is my reward. <laughs> I must work for 46 hours before I can eat. It's just the mode of which I work. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's her and her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas he can work, 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 and he's fine. And I need to take breaks. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't think of anything else that, oh, I know another one. he'll bring up stuff i'm like getting into bed and he'll be like hey what about this and i'm like i'm getting into bed i'm reading my book why are we talking about this right now (laughs) he doesn't have an off switch does he no i'm the same way i know someone like that yeah (laughs) i don't have an off switch i'm like i need to read my book and just forget about other things right for me honestly for me the day i have an off switch is the day that i gotta stop doing this job oh okay i'm i'm like that once once i'm in it Mm -hmm. then i'm i'm all in put all the chips into the middle of the fucking table yeah and that's just the way i go if Mm -hmm. i'm ever holding back and i'm reserved that means i've i've kind of checked out a little bit but I think yeah. that's why we actually do work well together, right? And why mm-hmm. you and your husband probably work well together because Mark will sometimes push me when we need to be pushed yeah. and I will sometimes slow him down when we need to slow down, yeah. you know? And no, yep. we might butt heads a little bit in between, mm-hmm. but it turns into a pretty healthy balance most well, of the yeah. time. Also, and I've said this on the podcast before, I've got two modes on and off. There's yeah. no there's no in between. Right. And it's very easy for me to stay on. I yeah. don't I don't find it difficult. I don't get tired. Right. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, and once I'm in that mode, I'm very happy in that mode. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to get me out of that mode. Yeah. The same is true for when I'm off. Mm-hmm. When I'm off, I'm off. I mm-hmm. don't want to do a bloody thing. It's mm-hmm. easy to stay in off and it's very hard to get turned back on. Ah, uh, okay. So, yep. I mean, I've I've only got two modes here and so the times when i'm off i'm really off yeah and if i'm off for too long like i said that means i've checked out and i'm i, I shouldn't do this anymore yeah mm-hmm. fair enough right on this was fun yeah it was it was a fun nice thursday night you guys yeah you too all right on you guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone peace